I was failing in everything in life. Well, I'm still doing that. Same. <laughs> Sitting across looking at Linda's big boobs. She went so psycho on me, and I just hope she's not listening. I'm becoming a man. A, a man. I'm there in this yellow Ferrari, absolutely lace myself with caffeine and stimulants, apparently on the balls. Why would I ever do that shit, bro? You've got that European blood in you. The Irish, we love beating our wives. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go into monk mode. That, that's what, yeah. when me and Linda have sex most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a lie. You seen that off without me? Finish it up now. <laughs> Why the f we do all this? F this. All right, Rob Lipset. Oh, oh no! Go 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 go! Oh no! One more time! One more time! Hey! There the sad we go. thing is, <laughs> the sad thing is, we practiced that. Yeah, we. You know, the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to not practicing. After yeah, this. yeah. The first one off camera was the best. Yeah, it always is. It yeah. always is. And no one will ever see it. No. It, maybe it's our little precious, <laughs> our precious moment. That was for us. That was for us. That was for us. <laughs> well, my Irish mate. It's good to have you on the pod, bro. Mate, it's good to have you here on the Marbella podcast circuit. There's a few of us now, mm -hmm. and I think this is the best form of content. I've been really loving long-form content recently, so it's good to have you join the party. Yeah, man. Late, but fashionably late. Yeah, I don't it. know about late. <laughs> I, think, I think it's really just in the last year are people really kind of converting over to it. You know, we had Max... Converting over to it, Mike Thurston, myself, you. I think there's a lot of YouTubers that were growing up a little bit, mm -hmm. and it's a more mature conversation. You know, you're not running around like, way holding up a massive camera. Yeah. It's like two gentlemen sitting yeah. down, having a chat. Well, I'm still doing that. But, <laughs> yes. but also, but also the same. <laughs> but I think uh, as my viewing habits change, yeah. because at first I started writing like a blog, right? Yeah. And then... I had, at some point I had no interest in reading blogs and then I was like really watching YouTube videos and wanted to make YouTube videos but I was too afraid to make them but at this point my point is now lately I've been actually I don't watch too many YouTube videos yeah, yeah like my some of my friends or some like political stuff but most videos I watch are actually long form podcasts basically me too so then like once I notice if my own habits are changing that's probably like what, what I should make as well yeah so funny that you mentioned podcasts one thing that I've always done. It's the soundtrack to, to my life. Linda recently has started calling me the walking microphone. Yeah. So throughout my whole day, yeah. in the morning when I'm making coffee, making breakfast, in the gym, driving to the gym, I listen to like talks and podcasts. This was like the motivation behind me starting one. I'll just listen to a long form piece of content and have it playing throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And this has changed my life in so many ways, having continuous positive reinforcement going into my ear, ears. It's like the soundtrack to my life. So that's something I relate to a lot, just always having some non in the background. It's also a classic Kid Cudi song. Yeah, exactly. The soundtrack to my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do the same. If I'm doing work that doesn't, like if I'm doing a thumbnail design, for mm -hmm. example, that doesn't require uh, my ears are like 1,000% focus. I'll always have a podcast going. I yeah. agree. My favorite time to listen to a podcast is actually when I'm cooking. Mm. And so have you seen a lot of people make videos recently? They're like, if you cook, you're a brokey. They're like, you sh you sh your time should be worth more yeah, than yeah. you're cooking. You should have a personal chef. I Fair enough if that's correct. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm like, that's fair enough. But I just personally love cooking. Like It's one of my yeah. favorite parts of the day. I find it really relaxing. So when I'm in my kitchen, I'm just prepping some mm. meals, seasoning some meat, yeah, you know, yeah. putting it in the air fryer, having a podcast yeah. there, and a little zero-calorie drink. That's me. That's me peak happiness. 
I'll, I'll be honest. I don't cook much, but I, Julia yeah. does. Yeah, you guys never cook. Yeah, well, Julia yeah. will. Last night she cooked some good tacos. Yeah. She'll cook, but um, <laughs> I understand when people are saying it more from like a productivity standpoint. Yeah, I, I you're a guy it. by yourself yeah. on the grind. Yeah. But most people probably still have time to cook, and yeah. it, and it can be therapeutic as well. Yeah, but with that said, I do I do agree with them. Mm. And I, the last couple of weeks, I've started ordering yeah. meal prep yeah. in Marbella, posh food. It's really good. You yeah. guys should, should hit them up. Yeah. And it is such a luxury. Yeah. It is like yeah. I get if yeah. you're like a super you know productive entrepreneur, but I still like I'll have one meal prep a day and then cook my. But it's other like two having meals. the pre-made protein shakes that yeah. like just you buy at the store. Like I mean, look, I have my own supplement brand. I, yeah. I have my own protein powder, but sometimes I just want to grab the pre-made shakes. Exactly. Keep the keep the focus is going yeah you mentioned uh no calorie drinks though so i got two options for you here what this is not no calorie this is a scotch whiskey no and then i'm not i know you're on prep you got a no. competition in a few days so i i, I, I want to peer pressure you but i'm going to give you the zero calorie <laughs> aquarius option if that's not if that's not possible for you oh my god i'm gonna mix them together okay <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna hate you, bro. Oh my <laughs> god! You know, I'm gonna let you mix them both. Yeah, yeah. Us. Because I, whatever, whatever ratio you do. Actually, no. You know what? You know what? Well, we'll just do the straight whiskey. We'll just do straight whiskey. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's, I'm gonna it, let the Irishman it's, pour. It's disrespectful to put it in with Aquarius. Yeah, you're gonna ruin. You're gonna ruin my prep. Thank you, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> so right now I, I'm four days out. So this is. I'm gonna track this. This is the like last. I'm actually gonna this will be this. the last drink of alcohol before prep. Exactly. Safe to say. Yeah, and I've only so I went about four months without drinking there, mm. and then I had the first show. Mm. So and then me and Linda had a date night after that, and then this this is it. So yeah. Well, I'm I'm honored. Yeah, but they, this so this means a lot, man. Yeah, no, no, this I, means I almost a lot. I felt bad. I was like. I don't know if I'm screwing up, but no, I, I, no. I gave you the option. Hey, no, it's hey, fine. I'm going to do the cardio. Option. I'm going to do cardio. I'm going to track it. Now. It's one drink. And also, what really screws you over is the cocktails. Yeah. Like the sugary cocktails. Yeah. They're so high in calories. Like, it's like, I, I would, like, and I love whiskey, sir. Yeah. I love cocktails. I would clear a thousand calories easily on a date night with cocktails and a bottle of wine adds up. Beers. Yeah. I know you like a beer. Yeah. But this, this is lean. This is actually good for the, for this the competition. Is, this might dry me out. This, this, this is gonna be the yeah, this is the secret sauce right here. here. Oh Go god, forth. that was that was a loss. Well do the same for me. Yeah. I'm not gonna There we are. There we are. Well right. Cheers, or as you say in Irish slauncher. 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 That, that was solid. That was close. Nice. Are we knocking it back? All in one? I was gonna sip. I was gonna sip, yeah. All right. No, no, we'll sip. We'll yeah, sip, yeah. we'll sip. We got some time. Oh, that's actually very nice. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of like, just kind of like a limey, fruity taste. Me pretending I know about whiskey. I don't know. Julia want to pick this one up. Wow, that's, that's actually super nice. Usually I like um, cringe at when I drink certain whiskeys. Mm. That's actually super nice. That's, just, that's put, very just put easy. it down just so it's not yeah, yeah. in the shot. Absolutely. Now, right. question. That's beautiful. Well, not really a question. I just want to kind of reminisce because yep. you're one of the OG YouTubers, right? Yep. What year did you start in? September 1st, 2014. Okay. So, I, yeah. I mean, I had, I think I'd uploaded videos at that point, but I didn't really start to 2017. Yeah. And do you remember the old YouTube days? Because now it's kind of mainstream. People understand it. People want to do it. They say, like, when they ask kids in, in like, I don't know, it was kindergarten, whatever, it's elementary job. school, that they're like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. For me, it was like, I want to be an NBA player or something. An astronaut. Yeah. And is that what it was for you? Like, <laughs> no, well, no, that's what I would yeah. see people. Now my, it's a YouTuber. Yeah. yeah, my dad was in yeah. the army, so I would always say, I want to yeah. be a soldier, commando. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then for you, you started in Ireland, yep. where also there's not many influencers, we'll call them. Yep. And then I was in Boston. 
similar thing. There was like no one else kind of, I mean, I'm sure there was someone, but no one else I really like knew or in our sphere doing that type of yeah. content. What, what was it like at first for you getting started in, uh, in Ireland? Because for me, I felt like I was kind of like isolated. So I can confidently say yeah. I was the first Irish fitness YouTuber. How crazy is that? Like, I, I can actually put that out there and yeah. say. So I would watch guys like Christian, mm. Max, Matt Ogus, the Hodge twins. And I was, so we got, we got a long to go. I was failing in everything in life. Like, mm. I was dropping out of college. I had no jobs. I was fi- no jobs to go into, no connections to get a job, fired from everything. Honestly, I had nowhere to turn. The only thing that I was passionate about and consistent with was the gym and fitness. And I said, how am I going to get my message out there and make a living for this? So I was watching all you guys over in the States, over in America. You weren't watching me yet at that uh, yeah, time. I know. I was, uh, you, were, you were not so... Were you fitness to begin with? Or you were... No, but I... I you had I, started. I wasn't... Started. Well, I, I had... Like I said, I wasn't consistent until 2017. Yeah. So you probably weren't seeing me yet. Yeah, yeah. So those... The real OGs like Scott Herman, another one, Nick Wright. Nick Wright actually just did a good video mm. on Fitness YouTube. Yeah. Right? I checked it out. Scott but, Herman, actually, he was in Boston. He moved to yeah. Texas, but he was in Boston at one point. But he wasn't like... I wouldn't. He was older than us, right? I wouldn't yeah, have looked at him as like a peer, fellow. Peer. No, no, no. He also did a hip video yeah. on me, but <laughs> separate God, topic. Goddamn, you Scott Arm. <laughs> but so I was looking at all these guys in America, and I said, "Hey, look, no one in Ireland is you know going to these Irish gyms, eating Irish groceries, and you relate to people from the same area as you, and mm-hmm. yeah, from the same country." So mm-hmm. I said, "I'm going to do it," and so it's funny. It was met. Ireland can be a place with a lot of begrudgery. So, do you know what tall poppy syndrome is? Tall or, poppy syndrome. Yeah. So, if there's one flower, you know, taller than the others, yeah. like people want to chop it down. So, if there's someone stepping out of line and yes. doing something different, people will drag you and put you back in your place. Yes. They will say, "Hey, you know, get back in order. This is this is not on." Well, so, usually it happens more subtly, right? Like, oh, I'm going to do YouTube. It's going to be your friends are more like. I know I had comments like. Really, bro? You're gonna yeah. do YouTube? Oh, in wait, Ireland, really? You're going to quit your up. career job? Like, it'll be, uh, they're more direct. Yeah, in Ireland, it's, it's who the fuck do you think you are? Uh. It's literally like, do you think you're Billy Big Biceps recording <laughs> yourself and putting it on the internet? They're like, do you think you're God's gift? Like, do uh. you think you're a Greek God? Uh. You know, recording you yourself dealt with your those, top off. That direct. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, comments. I'm uh. like, I actually think I'm an Irish God. <laughs> but, but so my friend group was really supportive. Yeah. Like, I had a really good friend group in school. We're all still best friends. They were like, sharing my page like hey this is my friend he's mm. you know really good fitness advice go check him out but you would just get like anonymous comments always anonymous okay um just you know tearing into you the yeah. tearing you and there were other, Ir- other, other irish, irish people because yeah. you'd go into analytics it was 100 percent irish yeah. audience yeah yeah but then your subscribers you know my first ever subscribers and still to this day the yeah. main demographic yeah. is ireland yeah so the biggest supporters really? and also the biggest begrudgery as well but so at the beginning when i started not that much like i got a lot of love as well yeah. but then you know also a few comments yeah but i had no option yeah. i had nothing else to do i said if i don't make this work yeah. if i don't make a living from the fitness industry doing what i love and i ne- i've worked the cubicle jobs yeah i've worked all the nine to five i've worked stacking yeah. boxes i've worked in retail i said there's no way this isn't for me this just not not how it was meant to be for mm-hmm. me so i said i need a job that i'm passionate about that's going to give me freedom that i can work remotely i was doing remote work for it was cool yeah <laughs> and so i just said i have to make this work and so i did i got a canon g7x i had about 300 400 euro in my bank account 
spent it all on a Canon G7X, yeah. and that was a great return of investment. <laughs> no, man, it's funny because I bought the uh, the Sony. Oh man, I'm afraid. it's like the RX100 like Mark the, V. The, the, the G7, it's the same. The same, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's the one where the lens you turn it on, the lens light comes out. It's I have the, it now. The old school. I put like little wind filters on top on the little microphones. I remember because in Boston, man, it's. I mean, Boston's like Ireland. It's yeah, yeah, very windy, bad weather. Yeah, your basketball team is like a leprechaun or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, hey, is that is that loud? Is that racist? <laughs> I would, I would, hey, I would rather it be Billy Bicep yeah, as that yeah. combo. We couldn't, we couldn't give a shit. Enjoy your leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, um, but interesting. So for you, it was like, there's no other option. No. It was like, my back's against the wall. I'm going to make this work. Yeah. It, All right, I think that can be like almost, people can sometimes even use that, right? Because it's kind of like called like burning the bridges, right? Burning burning the boats. Burning, burning the, the boats. bridges. Yeah. Burning was, the, well, you can burn both. You can burn you both. You can burn the bridges e- and the boats. Either and way. there's no way to get back. <laughs> yeah, either way, you're, you're stuck. You're not going back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was the case for me. And I think that was a blessing in disguise. Like, mm. when me... You know, I, I need stuff like that mm. for me. I need that all or nothing or, you know, I just won't do it. So I, it was really a blessing for me to just everything kind of fell into the right place at the right time in, in a certain way. Yeah. No, for me, it was similar because I decided to I had to quit my software engineering job that I had my whole life up until then had been structured to, like, get me there. So it was a similar thing where I was like, I have to actually let this go and be OK being like broke for a little bit. But it's the same idea. Sometimes it helps, I think, to make it all or nothing, at least early on. And when you're young, who cares if you go broke for a few years? You can always yeah. figure it out, man. Yeah. You got but, time. Yeah. But I'm curious because you had success early in the days of YouTube, right? And you've had, like, a clout factor for, for a while, right? So, like, me, I met Julia, my wife now, before I had the clout factor. <laughs> you, have, you had the clout factor. You were single during that time for some stretch. Mm-hmm. I know you've indulged. Oh, yeah. And I know you're also... It's a cringy one, right? Red pill aware. Yeah, I say it's a cringy one because every episode now there's been one word. The first one was uh, I said high value man, and it's like it's a cringy word. The second one was influencer. Now we got red pill aware. Nice. The thing about these words is they, I like to use them. They still they communicate a paragraph's worth of information in one word. People get it. Yes. So you were red pill aware. You had options. You had clout. What made you decide to settle down? Because you've been with Linda for, what, three years now? Yeah, coming up to four. I think yeah. it actually could be four. Because I see a lot of other guys who I'm friends with who are, have the clout, who have the options, and they, they usually don't settle down. They're hesitant yeah. to settle down. So what made you be able to make that choice? Yeah, so first of all, didn't always have you know social proof and cloud and all that stuff beforehand. So wasn't always there. You know, had to make myself uh, I, I was the architect of my life mm. you know I, I had to form formate that life setup yeah. you know what I mean so mm. it wasn't always like that but so I had my single phase of when you know I did have that social proof the clout whatever you call it and I went on crazy dates you know I traveled I beat that for three weeks mm. like not a week like you know yeah. proper traveling Greece Mykonos I, I did all that okay and it gets super hectic and spinning plates, it gets chaotic. Mm. And there was a stage where, like, I was talking to multiple girls. It was like, uh, what's that movie, John Tucker Must Die? Or have you ever seen that one? All the girls, but yeah, Julia knows what it is. I haven't seen it. All the girls, like, become friends yeah. and, like, team up on you. Yeah. Oh, it was just disaster. There was dramas. And there's one thing, right? I, I, I don't, I never, never said this, okay? Mm. And I just hope she's not listening, okay? There's one girl that dated okay just just dated nothing serious and like i was like hey look you know i don't think we're meant to be let's just leave it she went so psycho on me she emailed 
every company that I worked, she emailed Ghost, mm. she emailed Alphalete, mm. making up these like crazy stories about me. And it was blatantly crazy, trying to get me fired. Mm. I was like, there are insane women out there. Mm. Like, you gotta be careful. And so I seen some eye-opening stuff when I was single, had a great time, but ultimately I think being in a, a nice, fun relationship is better suited towards myself. So long story short, I seen some crazy ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's, uh, I mean, first of all, I've, I mean, I've made the same choice, right? I'm yeah. married, I have yeah. a wife, I've yeah. chosen that path. And a lot of the guys that I talk to, they're very not against that past, but for them, they see it like I just kind of want to maintain multiple whatever spin plates. Yeah, maybe they want to do it in a more sophisticated way now, where they're not trying to get a bunch of hookups and things, but they want to have just multiple consistent things. Maybe they want to have children with these multiple consistent yeah. things. For me, though, I think I see things a little more through your lens, where it's more like I also want to optimize my life, and this is part of the decision I was coming to Marbella. Yeah, for I don't want to say for maximum enjoyment because that's not it. Because I, I I work like crazy, you work like crazy too, mm-hmm. but. For maximum focus, I guess. Yes. And being able to consistently push things forward in all areas of my life. And I've done, I've spent, I did the spin in place thing. I didn't have the clout at the time. Yeah. And that's not, people always, oh, is that something that eat away, eats away? You like, now you could have like any girl of your choice. <laughs> it doesn't really, because I experienced a lot of different women just through more like basic game and self improvement early in the Boston days. Yeah. And it's fun. And I do think maybe it's something men need to get out of our system. I, I do I, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you never go through that phase, you're probably always going to be a bit curious. I think it's like driving one car for your whole life. You'll always just be like, oh, you know, you don't, you've nothing to compare to. Mm. So it actually makes you really appreciate your current relationship. If, uh, what's the quote again? It's like, you got to kiss a few frogs until you find the Prince princess. Charming, the yeah. princess. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I think you need to. Yeah. Uh, Go meet the crazy ones, mm. you know, to actually really appreciate the, the current relationship that yeah. you're in. Yeah, yeah. And then also be, like, intentional with who you're choosing to be with. Yeah. But, you know, but I, I, would, I would agree on those things yeah. as well. But I had, like, it was, like, I was also quite young at the time. Mm. I actually think if I was to be single now, it would be extremely different. Mm. Like, I only think in the last year and a half tops, mm. I'm becoming a man. Yeah. I only really feel like... A, a man yeah like that it's like i only bought a house a year ago renovated you know, my yeah. own property i've now like i've hired a lot of people now. yes copywriter yeah. graphic designer two editors videographer a sales team mm. three three people on the sales team mm. i've only really feel like i've kind of cracked the code in the last year so i all those positions i just mentioned i was doing like all that when i was single yes so it just wasn't possible it was yeah. just not only was like your dating chaotic it was like that was leaking into my business and professional life mm. so i think if i was single now it would be a lot more streamlined and organized so what what do you miss well let's say not that you miss because you would be doing it differently yeah but what wouldn't <laughs> if you were to be single now doing it in this more optimized way what do you think would be a benefit of that, perhaps, that maybe we don't have with in monogamous relationships? Yeah, it's always fun going on a night out or going on a trip and not knowing, you know, what's going to happen or mm. who you're going to meet. A little There's bit of a, chaos. A little bit, just a touch of yeah. chaos. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's all, of course, it's always exciting. It's romantic. I've, I've, yeah, I've no, it's uh, adventurous. Yeah. No problem saying that, you know, Linda will listen to this. Yeah. She'll agree. It's a completely normal thing yeah. to say. So that's like the only thing, but it's like, 
is is that really all cracked up to be like with those one nights that are like amazing and like a movie you've got like nine just absolute failures yeah. of nights well, <laughs> where you're going home with the boys and just eating a big pizza yeah. you know after a night out which is fun too yeah but you know yeah. we uh you can still do that you can still do that as well <laughs> and uh no i've got a, a very magical relationship with, with linda and one thing as well, we like we've spoke about this, me and Linda. You gotta keep standards high and always be kind of chasing each other mm-hmm. and always be keeping your appearance right. And you know, when you do go on a date night or a night out with each other, kinda like think like you kind of just met. Yeah, I know that's hard to do, but you get into that mindset that, hey, I'm bringing this girl on a date. Yeah, she's my girlfriend for years, but you just kind of forget about that. You no, reset. I think if you can create a culture of trying to keep impressing each other, maybe yes. it's through the way you dress, through both staying in the gym, like still trying to turn each other on. Like yeah. if you both, if it becomes like kind of a communal effort, then it's like, I don't know, I'm seven years in now. And I honestly, and obviously things change. You know, once you've had sex with someone, a million times, not a million times, but a, a <laughs> large handful of times. times. <laughs> it, I mean, by definition, it becomes somewhat habitual. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't find ways to keep it interesting and fun. But I, I truly would say I'm more attracted to, to Julia physically now than I even was the first year. And a lot of that's that we've both leveled up. Leveled. I feel like are actually more attractive people as well. Yeah, me and Linda were looking at some old photos of ourselves. <laughs> we actually, like when we first met, and I was like... The fucking state of me. Like, I look like a I'm gonna boy. Have, I'm going to have you send them, and I'm going to put some of me and Julia from five years ago and some of you and Linda from Bro, three years ago on here. dude, that's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. Even Linda was like, yeah. I can't believe my hair was like this. Yes. You know, we were actually having such a laugh because, you know, the way your iPhone gives you recommendations, it's like, one year ago, five years ago, on this day. And so we were looking at some photos, and we were just cracking up. So I think if you both keep yourself which 99% of couples don't do. Yep. Most couples fucking yeah. eat shit and, and completely lose yeah. the run themselves. 99% don't. Like, they just don't keep it, up appearance. It takes a conscious, uh, like anything, it's right? Hard. It takes a conscious effort and, and you have to prioritize it over some other Yeah, and yeah. so I think if you both keep each other looking sharp, mm. I think that's, you're living, you're, you've got that 1% relationship. And there's nothing like going to the gym together, putting in a hard workout and then, coming home back to the bedroom and that, it's like enjoying the fruits of the labor together that, that's what me, yeah. when me and linda yeah. have sex yeah. most is post workout well i feel like you <laughs> we have, don't do it at night i'm too tired no the sex drive is, is elevated more i think yeah. in the morning in the afternoon than at night naturally and that's yeah. the thing about being single is typically you kind of just and yeah. maybe there's a little more excitement if it's someone brand new anyway but it kind of yeah. usually happens at night yeah. in that case post workout or after a day at the beach the sun as well yeah. is a uh, natural af- aphrodisiac oh, that's proven yeah yeah it's Getting sun apparently for men, uh, apparently on the balls yeah. goes well, and also on the chest and shoulders. I've heard. So we got to be balls naked at the beach. Now. It, that's it, man. I, I'm telling you, there's actual. <laughs> there's some liver king shit, bro. I, I know it's a little bit of bro science, but there's apparently there's actual research showing that um, your your libido rises rapidly in after the sun. The, after people the, that that like live in the sun and get regular sunlight. It's like when people go on holidays like to Ibiza or Miami or whatever and you know it's like a party atmosphere. I think the sun has a big role to play in that. Well luckily we live in Marbella. There and, we are. And, and man we got plenty of sun. Yeah and you have are yet to experience the peak summer. No. Just wait. Like you're we're here now. Yeah, so you we know. got here in September. Yeah. We went to that one now pool club party with you in that September. Wasn't it was even, like the, that wasn't it was like the closing it was of it. It, it was, was like, kinda cloudy. Yeah, that was the close, close It wasn't too cold. We were yeah. in the beach. I mean yeah. the pool, but but yeah. Just I, I can't wait. speak yet. I can't yeah. speak yet. And so for anyone listening, in three or four days I finished my competition prep. 
And we'll have you back. Oh, back on the team. Have me back on the team. <laughs> like honestly, it, it, it's just going to be like all of us getting ready to go out, and you know we're having a pregame, be it at the villa or here, wherever. And like you know, you choose a little beach bar, and then you go to the nightclub, and oh, the sun comes up. It, it's just going to be unbelievable. And you guys, I'm telling you, I know you've been in Marbella a long time. There's nothing. It's the hot spot of Europe yeah. in the summer. You haven't experienced it when it's like scorching hot and the crowds and just there's, it's, everything is so alive. So I'm I'm excited for you guys. I yeah. feel like it's my first summer here. Like yeah, me you, and Linda were saying how no, excited a, we are for you. You're guys. our guides. You're yeah. our guides of the summer. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So as we've leveled up, right, and our, a lot of our like friend group and our networks have leveled up. I noticed that a lot of guys get a bit maybe lost in some envy or some jealousy towards like, man, this guy's doing it so big. He's making so much money. He has yeah. all of these different cars and properties or whatever it is. And knowing you, I feel like you do a pretty good job of staying grounded and focusing yep. more on like, like enjoying your day to day. Yes, you're still building up your socials and your businesses, but I feel like you do a good job of also just staying grounded and still like actually having a life during the meantime. How do you not like uh, get lost in that envy and that chase? So that, that's a great question. And one of the quotes that I've lived by, and I've always said it, is mm. don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. Mm. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. And everyone starts at a different place and everyone ends up at a different place and everyone goes at a different pace mm. as well. So it's just a fool's game to start comparison. And for example, let's say, like, you know, uh, Christian, he works so hard. Like, he I, he works himself to the ground. You know, I wouldn't want to do that. Yep. You know, it's, it's not for me. He loves it. Yep. You know, that's his thing. He loves his life, and I love my life. Like, everyone has different... Even, like, Louis Armstrong, I was just with. Yeah. He's the most chilled out guy I know. He like lives he, in Ibiza. Now, he yeah. lives in Ibiza, yeah. in Ibiza, Ibiza, whatever. Ibiza. Ibiza. Ibiza, 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 Ibiza. <laughs> he just has a beer like every day. He yeah. chills on the beach, does his videographer jobs. Mm. I was just doing a job with him. He's the most laid back guy ever. And like, I feel he's truly happy, you know? And he, it's like, he's his life is like the opposite of Christians. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's so laid back. Yeah. And it's like, we actually just had this conversation. That's, it's, it's mad that you asked that. I think, you know, everyone just needs to find out what their ideal lifestyle would be. And it's like, I call it lifestyle architecture. I think it's like, how would every hour of your day go? How would your ideal day go? It's going to be vastly different to the next person. Like it really is. And so once you've got your ideal day, then that's it. What's there to be jealous of? Like my, my, this is my day for the last four years. So it goes, right? I wake up about six, seven. Okay. I get a coffee into me get some water, you know, I do a little bit of admin and I do my creative work. So I'll do podcasts, speaking to camera, uh, some negotiations, emails, you know, contracts, mm. have to be creative for that. I'll do calls. I'll do the main work at the start of the day, 7 to 11. 11 to 12, I'll go to the gym for as long as I want. Mm. That is one of the things that's so important. I will not rush. I will take as long as I want in the gym. After I'm done, I'll record some content. So if you guys... Uh, See my workouts. The workouts are what I do, but usually I'm finished my workout. <laughs> I'm just doing it again. It's a bit more efficient. I, yeah, do, I do the same. I do the one same. more set of yeah, each thing. It's one yeah. more set, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I do all my recording, um, you know, all the content that I need to do. Then I'll go get some lunch, nice healthy food. You know, I don't, I don't eat crap, stay in shape, you're around. Go get some lunch and do like a hike, a walk, something in nature, a swim mm. is amazing. I'll come back, 
we have that, you know, that, that natural aphrodisiac is going, <laughs> so I'll chill out for a little bit, you know. And then I'll get the second block of work done, usually just typical errands, nothing too intensive that I need to be too switched on for. Yeah. And then by 7 p.m., I clock off, I relax for the day, I cook, I take my time cooking, mm. I, I chill for the day, and then I'm switched off by 9 p.m. That is the best fucking day ever for me. And the thing about that day, because I did the same, someone gave me this activity to do, like, beginning of my self-improvement journey, yeah. maybe 2014. And I did it, and I thought through a similar day that you mentioned now. Yeah. And I realized that all I had to do was quit my software engineering job, and I would already be living my ideal day. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be driving a Ferrari and living in a villa in Marbella. I was in a small apartment in Boston, riding, driving a bicycle around. Yeah. But I still was able already to structure my day, wake up, work, go to the gym, work some more, hang out with some friends or, or have a date at night. Like I, was, I didn't realize, I think a lot of times people don't realize how close you can be. And then once you're working from that place, or once I was working from that place, all of a sudden my creativity got bigger. My, my ambition got a little bit bigger. I realized that I could get a lot more done. Because I feel like when you're living, at least for me, when I was living in the nine to five trap, we'll call it, working a job, I didn't really care about the outcome of the work, right? It's like you're kind of going, yes. you're just a little like ant running around for, for eight hours, like, all right, what do I do next? What do I do next? Like it, it kind of poisoned, it poisoned my mindset, right? It poisoned my mindset a little bit and I felt tired and I'd go to take a pre-work at a 6 p.m., go oh, to the gym man. at 7, be still struggling to fall asleep. And uh, and it, they call it the rat race. We call it the ant race, maybe yeah. the ant loop. But uh, I like that one. Yeah, ant farm. One side, like I said, once I got into the ideal day, even if I was from an external perspective, I was very unsuccessful. Um, I felt very fulfilled already, and that was like the beginning of the momentum that started. And I think a lot of people, if they just look at their lives and do that same activity, they might realize maybe it's not quitting their job. Yeah. Maybe it's just restructuring something simple. Exactly. And maybe yeah. they, they can already start feeling like, yo, bro, I'm living my dream life already. Exactly. And then, and then maybe it can incrementally improve over the years. Like if I have a Ferrari, is that going to change my day? No. No. Like the day is going to be the same. Yeah. So when you look at these materialistic goods that other, other people have, you also got to ask yourself, like, would that really change my day would it really change my lifestyle yes it would be nice i'm probably gonna buy a sick car next year i've got the got the villa now yes but i'm like will that really is that like my goal is that really gonna make me so happy no what is gonna make me happy is what i do on Feeling a day, -day like you have control over the day yeah. exactly and yeah. if you're so focused on the ferrari or like yeah. the hot girlfriend i think that's yeah. maybe even more one the guys just want to be able to like show up somewhere with like a hot girl and exactly, that was me yeah. for a long time i was just like dreaming man i would lay on the floor of my apartment Literally, look at the ceiling and just wish I could have a cool girlfriend yeah. to hang out with. And also to like show up somewhere and be like, oh, like I have a cool girlfriend yeah, right? yeah. or I can attract an attractive girl. But at the end, I think if we all search deep enough, usually it's uh, it's just coming from a place of like validate, wanting validation from other people. And that doesn't bring happiness because even if you have the Ferrari and the hot girl – but maybe you haven't structured your life on a d deeper level, you're not really going to feel any better about yourself. Then it's just going to be that, well, I want, I don't know, three Ferraris or something, yeah, right? Or, or the bigger building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it also comes from a place of insecurity. Mm. Like, you know, why do you, like, really care what shape of metal that you are moving around in? Yeah. That's how I think about it. Like, I, I really like cars. I'm not, like, a car guy. Yeah. And, you know, one day I'll, I'll definitely, you know, yeah. buy something sick. Mm. But... It's it's not something I would get jealous of. Yeah. Like if I see a guy driving down the street with a really nice car, I'm like, oh, respect, cool, awesome for him, and that's it. So to answer your question, yeah. you know, we went a long tangent there. Uh, jealousy and you know com comparison, it's just not something that I'm about. Thankfully, yeah, yeah. Well, I think part of that 
plays into why we came to Marbella too, right? Because we noticed in okay, well, first I was in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. And in Boston I just felt isolated. Also, it's very just traditional. Like yeah. everyone's trying to be a doctor or a lawyer yeah, or I a get college that. professor. Like, it's quite a concrete looking city. Yeah. Yes. And it's also very cold. So it's not mm-hmm. ideal. So none of it was ideal for YouTube, but I was trying to do YouTube. So yeah. Julia graduated with her masters and then we decided to move to to Austin. I loved Austin. Austin people are open minded. Meant to be great. It's uh, people. Texas is a, a. It's not as nice climate as this, but it's a, at least a warm climate, so it's better. Yeah. And also, then you kind of tap into this uh, Sugarland conglomerate. We can call it. <laughs> no, bro, that, that, it is a state of its own. Yeah. It is the Republic of Alphaland. <laughs> yeah. But 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 it's all these very successful entrepreneurs, and yeah. now since Alphaland, maybe. There's also an influx of people who are, you know, starting on that journey, wanting to get into the. There's Irish guys moving there. Yeah, no, it's crazy. crazy. It's wild. It's wild, um, and I think that was beneficial because we were exposed to to people like Christian or Max or Shawley doing things on a higher level, and I think it, it, subconsciously being around that, breathing that in, living around that, made me aim my sights a little bit higher into yeah. what was possible with our businesses and what we could do in terms of hiring and bringing people on. I think it accelerated some of that. Some of those changes that I was putting off making, just out of my own limiting beliefs, maybe. Yeah. But then after we were there for four or five, six years, I think maybe it was at the end, um, I felt like maybe part of me was getting lost a little bit in the keep it up with the Joneses uh, mindset, because that's kind of, and I, and I love Texas, but kind of what you have there is like, Alpha Land, at least if you're in the Sugarland area, you have Alpha Land. Downtown Houston is not nice. I don't. Oh, I don't terrible. care what anyone says. Me and Linda tried to go on a no. date night there. We were like, "There's nothing to do." No, and it, you got to take an hour drive to get anywhere. Oh man! And it, your life kind of, our life kind of became like the house that we had built there. Like being there, going to the gym. And then you kind of get swept away, and then that bubble a little bit. Yeah. And I love so many people there, so I'm not. I'm not talking trash. I'm just yeah. saying it wasn't healthy for my mindset long term. And part of our choice to come to Marbella was actually, and I know Marbella is like a it's a it's a glamorous Glam place of place. its own. But in our mind, it was actually simplifying our life. We're gonna take yeah. some of our some of we because we got this office space in downtown Austin, brought all these employees in. You know, because I kind of was modeling things. I think subconsciously after some of the people doing bigger things there. You know, we need our we need our own office space. We need our own warehouse space. And then by the time we got in this office space, bro, like three months in, myself, Julia, Dave, my business partner for for one of our businesses, yeah, we were all finding finding excuses not to show up to the office, man. man. We're like, we didn't want to be there. We we're paying these big lease bills, and that's when we started to like, I don't want to say like backstep things because it wasn't, but redirect onto onto a different branch. Like, how do we actually like do what we want? Because I went down this whole path to have freedom and to have a life that I want, and Marbella was kind of. Uh, the final piece of the puzzle, maybe. And no, the puzzle will change again. There'll be another puzzle. But <laughs> and, and, and the final piece of the puzzle we're talking about, even though I do see us staying here long term, yeah. maybe forever, in terms of cha- coming back to that ideal day. I think that's more what it was. Maybe yeah. we lost sight a little bit of what my, what my ideal day was, and I was buying into other people's ideal day, and it was coming back to my ideal day of being able to wake up here, do that same routine we talked about on my own terms, and build things more into like my own vision rather than getting caught up in it. And you're the first person, at least the first like influence that I know of who kind of came to Marbella, at least in our sphere. Yep. What were your reasons for coming? So just to dial back, yeah. as soon as you said office space, a part of my soul died inside. We thought, <laughs> yeah, bro, that I, ain't you. I convinced him. We convinced ourselves. Yeah. And we got excited about it. And we found this cool office space, big windows downtown Austin. Oh, then we, and then we got more employees. We, we, I mean, let's swap us to this bigger office, right? But then by the time we got in the bigger office, we had three offices. You know, the, the, the guys doing the sales calls were in here. Me and my team were in here. Dave was over here. And then by the time we settled in, it was like, wait, 
why the fuck did we do all this? Man, this I'm like, that's, miserable. that's why we quit the office job, you know? And I know Max uh, has like his take on work from home. And uh, I, so as soon as I realized that all, a lot of, a lot of offices, I understand mm. some are great. Mm. A lot of offices are bullshit. I, when I was living in London mm. and I started Fuel Cakes yeah. and yeah, there was like a lockdown for a lot of it. But even when the lockdown finished, and you could go have a team meeting in the office. No one did it. Mm. No one bought it. It was 10 minutes down the road and everyone's like, oh, let's just do Zoom. Like, well, you know, when, I, when I worked in office, yeah. I worked in this, doing the software engineering job, whenever there was a meeting, it was the least productive part of the day. Least. You'd man. get in a, in a big conference room with 10 people. By the time everyone comes in, sits down, tells some stupid jokes, no one cares about the guy, gets like the, the, the presentation up on the screen. You talk through something, yeah. and then you walk away not even really having discussed what the next actions are for the project. It's like two hours has passed now. I'm like falling asleep in the office, Bro. and it's like, and this was all for what? Bro, well, I tell you what kills me, right? When you do a meeting in person or yeah. you do something, you go, okay, so let's all just put that in email. Like, let's wrap that up in email. We just okay. did this to make one, I, someone feel good about it. Whoever we, made the presentation, just, that, that you feel good about it now? Literally, just so you can <laughs> yeah. report to the boss and say, hey, look, we had a staff meeting. Yeah. Can you clock down those hours? So, yeah. office space, I, I'm, I understand. There's benefits. Uh, there's, there is. there's benefits. You can call the, over the video editor. We can talk through a part rather you than sending Dropbox files back and forth. There are efficiencies if, if it's done right. But I, I will definitely be more of a proponent of people working from home. I can be super productive. Like, Jesus Christ, when you get me in those dark hours at 6, you know, when the sun's not up, uh, you know, 6 to 11, I absolutely lace myself with caffeine and stimulants and you know i'm fasted i'm drinking water i'm on my own i've got my headphones in all the blinds are down i'm locked in i am getting shit done that i wouldn't get with people not tutting around me and oh man i i can go monk mode so i'm more proponent of remote work i yeah. know that uh i think it was max joe and christian yeah. had, had a chat about this last yeah. thing i'm more for free spirit for sure and yeah. I, I think there's a just so much benefits to work from home. And I think 2020 fast forwarded that in, in a great way. Yeah, but I think we both see more eye to eye. I think on you've maybe, got that European blood in you, you know? Well, I do. Yeah. I have the half, the half yeah. Spanish blood, the Andalus sangre. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's more like, it was the classic saying, right? In America, people like live to work. Yeah. And in Europe, people work to live. And it's not that we're not, and I mean, and there are a lot of people in Europe that don't work hard. Oh, so, yeah. so we could be fair. Like, that's not always yeah. the best saying. Yeah. But I think if you're also like prioritizing things and you're moving things forward, that I, I don't know, I, it, it, it like fills my heart to see you on a similar path to me and how it seems you're optimizing your life. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'll get to why I moved to Marbella now. Just this is what podcasts are for. They're yeah. for going off on yeah. tangents. Yeah. I'm actually going to change. Yeah. Don't even answer that. I'm going to ask something different. No, instead. no, no. I wanted to talk about it because it's, cool, it's a cool story. But when Max and Christian come here, and who I'm trying to think of any other friends from America, but I know they're coming here this summer. Everyone, everyone's like, well, I'm start looking at villas. Oh, man. It I'm blows everyone you. away. But I am going to sit them down on the beach with a little glass of vino. Little, little cerveza, whatever you want. And I'm going to be like, guys, especially Christian, because yeah. he's the hardest worker I've ever met. Yeah. I'm going to be like, bro, just, just lie back and let your back sink into the sand and let just the waves just wash on your body and just just, just look at the sun and just chill out for a little bit, you know? It's the manana culture. Yeah. The, everyone in Spain, it's the, everyone's like, ah, oh, we'll get it done manana, yeah. right? And Which sometimes... I kind of respect, man. No, and if, okay, times it bothers me, yeah. like, when there, when there's like a month delay on our villa because they haven't been working, and they're like, "I oh, don't worry about it. Manana, manana, it's all good. It'll yeah. be done tomorrow." But that's also part of the reason we came here is because yeah. 
there's a slower pace of life. There's not a constant feeling of rush. And, and it's kind of seeped into into our souls, I feel like, in yeah. a good way that I'm okay now, like not having to compulsively do two more hours of work just to say that it was done today. Whereas in the past, I'd, just, I'd stay up 2 a.m., 3 a.m. just because like, yeah. I, I feel like I have to put the the uh, the final piece of tape on this on this project or something. It's like, well, I can just like, unless there's some actual deadline, like, I can just wake up yeah, tomorrow and do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but so why I moved to Marbella now, so it kind of goes back to lockdown that I mentioned in London. Uh, I was living in London, which is an amazing city. It's the New York of Europe. It's like the hub of Europe. Mm. It's sick, you know, and a lot of Irish people will do like a year or two there because it's kind of like mad not to as it's like Dublin and London are like a 50 minute flight. Yeah. Uh, you don't even need like um, a passport to go. You can you can use your driving license. You know, it's like common territory agreement. It's it's very close. Yeah. And so you're on the doorstep, one of the biggest cities in the world. It's really cool. You'll meet loads of people. Uh, London is sick. It, it's like the nightclubs. Uh, there's a lot, like, I drank a lot there. I went out a lot in London. My life is actually way healthier here in Marbella. But anyways, I was living in London. It's fantastic. I recommend it. Lockdown happened yeah. in 2020. So I'm here paying, I'm staying in the nicest part of London, like Chelsea, Kensington area. So I'm paying like 3,000 sterling a month on rent mm. and for a lockdown city. Yeah, well, that's, why, that's why I ended up leaving Austin, too. We yeah. had this huge apartment there that we loved, but then it's like, there's no benefit to being downtown yes. anymore yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and so my lease was january 1st to january 1st yeah. 2020 to 2021 lease ended they say hey do you want to re renew it sorry that was a lie they actually evicted me they're like you can't renew this you had too many parties <laughs> really <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. i that was uh, that was that, I, that I got thrown out well, i appreciate much. the honesty yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like i just gotta be gotta be fully honest here. <laughs> yeah. So got thrown out, and so my options were, you know, no point staying in London. It's just a lockdown city and with crazy rent. So I was like, do I go home? Also a severe lockdown, and gyms were closed. And I said, where else in Europe do I know that ticks all these boxes? Year-round sun, entrepreneurial community, more or less English-speaking. Mm. You know, it's an international community. Yeah. Everyone speaks amazing English. Yes. Insane gyms. Yeah. Uh, crazy nightlife, yeah. uh, Michelin star restaurants, like the best food, yes. beautiful beaches, direct daily flights to Dublin, London for 20 euro, uh, a two hour flight, geographically positioned well. There's nowhere in Europe like that. Yeah. There's, there's not one place that ticks every single one of those boxes. If there is, comment down below, anyone. There's not, okay? I did a tweet, and, it, and everyone agreed. There's not another place like it. There's actually only three places on the entire planet Earth that tick off those lists. It's Dubai, Marbella, and Miami. The only three places with all the weather, the gyms, the culture, the, the, culture, the food, mm. everything There's th that are like really luxurious. Yeah, and, then, and then it's a matter of preference at that point, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like Dubai, yeah. it's you can't even stay there during the summer. It's too it's hot. Phys physically, you cannot. I've never been, but I also hear just it, after a few weeks that like, I, I don't want to talk bad about somewhere I've never yeah, been, yeah, but I've course. heard from other people no, that right, like, like right. the fakeness like kind of wears out on you, that it's all kind of man-made, it's all kind of like this yes. fabricated culture. Yeah. It, it's an amazing spot, yeah. I love it, mm -hmm. but I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I was either going to go there, Marbella, I chose Marbella, yeah. it's like, <laughs> this is the thing I know, so it's just motorways. Yeah, like, so Dubai. I, yeah, I was, I had a Ferrari, this, this super rich dude gave yeah. me his Ferrari for the weekend, okay? In Dubai. Yeah, in Dubai, it was horrible to drive. Yeah. Like, obviously the car was amazing, but the roads, 
are the most stressful thing. I couldn't enjoy it. Mm. I'm there in this yellow Ferrari, mm. and I'm just like, you miss one turn off, you're gone for 40 minutes. Yeah. You are just gone, okay? Yeah. So it's terrible to drive in, and it's just, yeah, the city is all a lot of motorways. You can't go on, like, a walk. Um, it's just, it's really hard to get from A to B. Yeah. It's a strange layout. Amazing city for a couple of months, but, you know, I'm not sure I would live there. And you can't live there. You yeah, you and then Miami. Miami for me is a good weekend spot. Yeah, also. I'm going in September actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be there next month for a nice. few days. Yeah, no, hey. you know it's a good it's a good spot for a few days, um, and it does check off a lot of these boxes, and it has yeah. those great tax benefits if you're in Florida, if you're in, the same as in Texas. If so you're in mad States. to me that every state has different taxes. It's yeah, just so no. weird. It's like a different country. No, no. So if I ever went back to the states, it'd probably be Texas or, or pretend, perhaps Florida yeah. or maybe Arizona. I like Arizona too. But Miami, I also feel like. <sighs> ghetto comes to mind i don't know it, it's a little dirty it's, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 and i know you get any place that has wealth like in dubai or marbella yeah. there's a little bit of showiness as well but miami is like it's the world's capital in your the face. world's capital yeah. of everyone flaunting everything in front yeah. of you and it, it to me it gets a little old and justin j waller's in the podcast and he yeah. bounces i think mainly between louisiana and miami mm. and i think for him he said it was more like the community and the network of people that were there, which makes yeah, sense, which the, makes yeah. sense. You get some ballers in Miami. Yeah, yeah. But so I was there uh, like not too long ago, like a year ago, mm. right? Like maybe like February, March last year. It's like, okay, well, first of all, it smelled of weed everywhere. In Miami. <laughs> yeah, in Miami. Yeah. And even same, I noticed the same in Vegas. Mm. People in America love weed. Yes. But in Miami, a lot of homeless yeah. and crazies. Yes. Like just like actual tweakers. Yeah. People that are like out of their mind. Yeah. There's none of that in Dubai or Marbella. So, there is none. So my question Zero. now is, how come Marbella is not internationally, and I kind of like that it's not, and I think I'm putting, I'm sending out, I'm, and you are as well, we're kind of advertising the, yeah. how amazing of a place yeah. it is, which I like, but at the same time, maybe we shouldn't get too many people yeah. to move here. But why is it not recognized in the same level as like a Dubai or Miami? Like aside, obviously Swedish people love this place. Yeah. There's a decent amount of uh, Brits and Irish here. Yes. But outside of that, you get maybe there's some French and Italian, but they're like so close that it would make yeah. sense. There's some Portuguese. There's basically zero Americans here. Like, yeah. How, how come it's not – and I can maybe speak on the American part is that it's tough unless you have uh, like some sort of visa, right? It's kind of tough to stay in Europe more than mm -hmm. three months. Yep. And Americans kind of like staying in America, if we're, if we're being honest. Because yeah, they, they, are, they there love is the, it. Well, there is the option. You go to Texas, you go to Vegas, you go to Miami, you go to L.A., you go to New York, Boston, yeah. whatever, Chicago. Mexico, if you really wanted yeah. to venture far. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you can stay in Mexico as long as you want, I think, no problem. Yeah. But um, how come Miami, you don't think, doesn't get that that same level of, not respect, because I think people do respect it, but it's not like as known. Yeah, I think it's because of the airport, in a way. It's hard to get to. Mm. Like, if, when mm. I wanted to go to Texas or anything, it's... A connecting flight really puts me off yeah. so I think like it's just hard to get to they actually this summer they're launching direct flights to New York yeah, from so Malaga that's dope and I think they're actually doing the same uh, Malaga to Miami okay. so I think that's coming into it And but I think that's only that's the, the main reason it's just hard to get to but in terms of like you're you know you're saying it as if it's some like you know hidden paradise no no everybody, it's the number one in Europe one, everybody yeah, knows it it's okay. the number one destination in Europe as an know, American yeah. yeah and I'd heard of it because yeah. my father's from Spain. I yeah. have family who live in Marbella, right? Yeah, yeah. So I knew about it, but no one, and maybe now again, through more people coming, yeah, they're hearing about it some. 
but yeah, it still seems as an American, it still no, seems. No, it's real. it's hard to get to. So, There's no direct flights from America. So how do we make this the new Sugar Land? So yeah, how, do, how do we make this the new Sugar Bro, Land? Bro, I've been thinking that. <laughs> I, I, I think that's going to happen. I think they're they're going to bring in more flights from, from New York, and also, so I've been coming to Marbella since I used to work in a bar here when I was like 19, and I've been coming here like with my family since I was. 12 like honestly i spent all my summers here that's why i know it so well like i know the streets like the streets like the back <laughs> of my hand but i'm very very familiar with the place yeah. um but it used to be tacky in a way it used to be just a drinking place like uh if anyone else from europe is listening it used to be like magaluf okay it's another just place where people go to drink okay like it's just a party place. a little Ca- cancun Okay. Cancun. Yeah, it used yeah. to be like that. Yeah. And now it's becoming like a super classy wellness destination. Like, you know, there was nothing like Breathe, yeah. for example. That It's like, that's like a, d- it's a beautiful interior, restaurant, beautiful. cafe. It's yeah, like yeah. interior design. It's like LA, you know, yes, without yeah. the the crazies like the, the actual nice place <laughs> that's that that's always the fastest way to describe marbella so it's like yeah. los angeles without the homeless people of the wokeness that's exactly exactly <laughs> it but so about like five yeah. even five years ago they didn't have all like you know breathe and all these beautiful places like it just wasn't so popular. it's kind of become more sophisticated it's become so much more gym and health and sophisticated yeah. orientated so i think that's only going to keep happening over the next couple of years and i'm speaking like this like I'm trying to sell it. Well, I am because I've invested yeah. in it. You no, know? it's so true. It's, no, for us, now that we're invested, it, yeah, it's actually know. good. Actually, you guys should come. Oh, should no, come. seriously, I'm like, you know, you've got to raise the value of Middle Lips. But like, I'm passionate about Marbella and I'm quite patriotic to it because I've own a property here, which I'm is gonna be shocked. More influencers feeling. don't start to come. Oh, well, they are. Well, Mike is coming here for the summer. You know, Louis was just there and he was saying how. You know, he lives in Ibiza. You can't get shit done in Ibiza. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, but it's just like but an island. some of like the infrastructure of like a Marbella. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like the reasons I said, especially fitness people, even this French couple that like they've got like you know, millions of followers, yeah. they, they just, they're like, oh, Rob, we watch your stories. And we're, well, we're, we're here, here again. Jay Wallet. Well, Cooper's, Cooper Sterling. Sterling Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> he's just also, he Cooper Sterling sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he just, he, he was just on the podcast before you. Yeah. He's also living here now. Yeah. Yeah, Jay Waller came through. Christian's coming through next week. Max is going to be coming through. Yeah. I think as more people see it, it will get more. I don't know more people living here year round and investing, but I think yeah. it'll, it'll get more steady like influencer traffic yeah. the same way Sugarland does, and that's always great. Hey, if we have a if we have a podcast, like it yeah. obviously is ideal for us, but also I think is uh, that's something that's really that's the really cool part about Sugarland, right? Is that yeah. so many people have moved have moved there, relocated, or come through just to see it, and I think we'll see more of that in Marbella, not from just people trying to get drunk and go to the beach, but actually experience it from a different perspective bro if christian can get people to move to sugarland we can get people to move to marbella like i think that's it just goes to show how good alpha land and the alpha league community is to like get people so die hard that they actually you know move out there it's kind of like gold's gym back in the 70s yeah you know it's it's really iconic you know what he's done and i remember so christian actually told me he showed me the PDF. We were in Dublin at the time. This is like maybe three years ago now. This is like 2019. He showed me, he's like, hey, I've got a plan for this thing, Alphaland. I don't know if it'll work. But it's just so crazy thinking about we're having steak in a restaurant called Featherblade. Yeah. I just remember the whole moment vividly. And he showed me like the PDF, the plans for it. And he was like, hopefully it works. Crazy to fast forward and now places. Yeah. It's places its own ecosphere. No, it's, it's mad. It's wild and it's, 
it's packed in there because when, uh, when yeah. it was under construction, it was actually the same thing back when I was working with uh, Alpha Elite and I was, I drove, we were living in Austin, drove to Houston for a shoot. It was the same type of thing where he pulled out of like the, his iconic iPad he always had. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he's swiping through the different renders and stuff. Yeah. And like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? This is, some, is it? and he's showing me all like the furniture that's rendered in there. And now it's not only there, but it's packed all the time. And it, it's huge. It's, it's surpassed. There's three gyms, cafe. They need to add in kind of like how the Real Club de Pado does. They need to add in like the car wash and the barbershop, I think. Yeah, I, yeah for sure. I was telling Christian that last time. I was like, you guys need a barbershop. Like, yeah, do well. definitely. I would yeah. be in there every yeah. second day. Yeah. But so it was on, I think, that podcast with Joe, Max, and Christian. They mentioned paddle. Yeah. You know, and they said, like, so Christian obviously going to, you know, have a good check yeah. out of yeah. that place yeah. so i'll be interested to see as you know the owner of the biggest gym in america pretty much i'll, I'll be interested to see what he uh, thinks of paddle you seeing that off without me guess finish I, it up guess, now. guess i'm gonna have to see it off there it is oh, oh bro i can the, see yeah, it yeah yeah it's the whiskey when, the when you're wearing room. a tank top you know yeah. you're feeling lean man. yeah oh, man. a tank top with no pump just yeah ca- the casual tank top man you know what the it, wife beater uh, yeah. they used to call them that, that's what we still call them <laughs> yeah, the irish we, we love beating our wives but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's classic a bit of whiskey a few potatoes bait the wife but when you know you're you're feeling lean when it's not about the abs, but all the other little details come in, like the de- like the the cap delts and the, and the traps and your chest striations. How come? How come you compete? Because and living in Sugarland for a minute, right? I got asked by everyone when I was even relatively lean. Oh, so when you compete, no one's the next competition. And I can tell you, as someone who's been obsessed with the gym the last twelve years of my life, a huge priority. I have never even considered competing. Really? I've never even had any ounce of drop of blood in my body that's been curious about competing to me it's like and and i want you to, to debate me on this yeah, right yeah, but like yeah, yeah. why would i prioritize like like starving myself for months and taking away from that enjoyment of life that i know we both share because we're both yeah. here in marbella talk about the same thing and i was like when i have so many other things with the businesses and the social media the podcast and my life with my wife and the dogs like why would i do something that's going to detract from that only to get so fucking shredded that every time i look in my mirror afterwards i have terrible body dysmorphia that i look like a fat ass like why would i ever do that <laughs> shit bro <laughs> making me want to just finish prep now <laughs> yeah forget sunday i'll pull you another one yeah. <laughs> don't tempt me i agree yeah okay and so in the previous years where I competed when I was a young lad, mm-hmm. I was like 23, if even, 22, that was just doing it because everyone, it was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Just because I just saw their guys. It was a culture. Mm-hmm. I just saw, hey, I'm on YouTube. I got to do a prep series. Yeah. Because to be fair, it also, like, you get a good yeah. spike in engagement yeah. and stuff. People, it ties into the storyline. Yeah. I understand the marketing so that was, aspect of this, it. This is my first time competing in seven years, okay? So yeah. the first seven years ago, I was just doing a, because okay. it was cool, okay. right? Just I won't group you into all the, yeah. the other people I know who every year is like clockwork. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, okay. So that was the start. I'm just doing it for whatever reasons. And so the first time I competed, I actually had such bad body dysmorphia and an eating disorder for months afterwards. It was actually terrible. And so when I that's competed... That's the norm, too. That's the norm. That's, that's like, the same as everybody. Like, so yeah. like, try this whole, this series, I've been really saying 99% of people shouldn't do it. I'm totally against it, okay? Yeah. First time I competed, uh, eating disorder, body dysmorphia, um, couldn't be consistent, messed up my consistency. So then the second time I competed was kind of proving myself prove that wrong okay show that i could do it responsibly 
I won that year and I had no rebound. I also think there's, uh, I think there's actually, you know, some, a study on this that if you win, you're less likely to binge afterwards because you're happy. Whereas if you call like if you, I felt like it had, was, the suffering had a meaning. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, that was worth it. But yeah, like, yeah. I was like the first time I competed when I, you know, didn't place. I was like, fuck this, give me that dump. You know, I'm going off the rails. Anyway, second time did it really responsibly. Give me those donuts. Yeah, 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 give me yeah, that Domino's. Yeah, give me those donuts. Domino's. <laughs> and, and so the second time competed went really well. No rebound, and then I left it on a high, and I was like, it's fine. The, this time competing had a much more philosophical meaning. Okay, and Rob, oh, you think you're a philosopher, you're fucking getting shredded. <laughs> Hear me out, okay? My life was going too well. Had the villa sorted, beautiful girlfriend, business is flying up, year-round travel, can, can consistently maintain my physique mm. as well. Everything was too easy. E- everything, I was really getting too comfortable. And I said, what is the most uncomfortable thing I can do? Right? I even, you know, date night every, Nobu every week, you know, fucking night sign club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect life. The white picket fence, the hot blonde girlfriend. Yeah. Had it all, right? And I go, I, I need to actually throw a spanner in the works. I'm getting way too complacent. I'm getting, you know, way too just, just going through the motions. And so I said, I'm going to strip things back to like, what would young Rob love to see? And what would my audience love to see? They don't want to see you flexing. They, they don't want, no one benefits from me showing off and living a soft life. That isn't motivational. That's not inspirational. It's not informative. Mm. It can be aspirational, sure. Mm. But I was like, I need to take it back to basics. Mm. And so I need to punish myself. Mm. And I need to go into monk mode. I'm sure you've, in the Red Pill community, they, they talk about monk mode. Iman Gadzi has done like loads of videos on it. And I, I really appreciate monk mode. And I think a lot of people can go through periods, should go through periods where they reset their dopamine. The ultimate form of monk mode is a bodybuilding prep. This is the ultimate form. You are not going out. You, your routine is just so dialed in. You are hitting numbers in the gym your training is perfected your sleep you can't fuck up it's like being in the army Mm. it's literally like being in a a buddhist monk so i said this is what i need so i'm not doing i I didn't even place in my, my last show did i care no i was so happy i'm like i set myself a goal to get on stage and i did it and it's no coincidence that i had the three most productive months of my life everything went up yeah, I don't try to pay too much attention to you know the YouTube studio and uh, Instagram analytics. They're up three hundred and thirty percent. There, in turn, my business game plan, everything up three hundred percent. My productivity up fucking five hundred percent. Everything went up. You know, whenever you're getting complacent in life, monk mode is the answer. You need to punish yourself sometimes. My life was too good. And so it's not the reason this prep, it was not to fake tan myself and oil myself up and step on stage. It was to grind. It was just to switch off, say no to every social event. You know, you mm. asked me, you asked me to manage. Play, play, play Padre. Padre. Yeah. You, you should have came. Me. I see how you're like, great night. You asked me and I was like, no, no. And I was like, I was, with prep, you can't, there's no exceptions. Okay. 
you debated me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the win on that debate. You know, I got my, myself and Mr. Marcus Aurelius here on the uh, And one of the main tenets of stoicism is uh, from time to time taking deliberate actions of things that are not comfortable, right? And I always talk about for me, it's like cold showers every morning is like a small way of doing that. But this, I would agree, is like an ultimate way of kind of depriving your, like you said, it's kind of a dopamine detox, depriving yourself of doing things for hedonistic reasons of just feeling good and, and just living a comfortable life. And I think that uh, I'm still not going to do a bodybuilding show, <laughs> but I understand why you did this one, and I yeah. fully respect it and support yeah. it. I'm cheering for you. And quick one. So it actually, I know I needed to do it because on dopamine, I'd be sitting there right in like Nobu, down in Puente Romano, like I'm drinking this fine wine. I'm eating like this five-star meal, like a luxury meal that's costing me hundreds. And not even enjoying I, it. And I'm like sitting across looking at Linda's big boobs. <laughs> and, and I'm just, you know, the atmosphere, there's beautiful people everywhere. There's a balmy evening. And I'm like, I'm taking it for granted. Yep. I'm like, this is like peak lifestyle. This is the dream. And I'm like, I need to fuck off for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need I need to go like hit the gym and uh, punish myself and read books and like sleep eight hours a night and stay stay in and say no to everything for like three months. And now I can just honestly say I am. My, it's taking my gratuity to another level. I can't wait to enjoy my summer. I've earned it. I actually remember in Tulum, we were there together. There was a stage where like I was sitting on the beach, you know, having a margarita. Just the most beautiful views you've ever seen. And because I was building the villa before that, you know, I wasn't really consistent with work. And I didn't really feel like, you know, I grinded enough leading up to that trip. And I was sitting on the beach having a margarita. And I was like, I don't really feel I've earned this. And it's not a good feeling. Well, this summer, yeah. you don't have to feel that way, bro. This summer, yeah. I'm, I've already feel I've earned it. Like, I already just know it's going to be the best couple of months ever because there's too many people celebrating with nothing to celebrate popping bottles for no fucking reason Mm -hmm. they haven't earned it Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you anyone listen to this it tastes better when you earn it the food tastes better when you earn it the drinks flow better when you earn it just sitting there just being present and just knowing you've put in a shift it's it's a different feeling. It's a different feeling. So I'm very excited for the coming few months. And so I have a question for you. What's the last most difficult thing you've done? Like the single most difficult thing? I would say on a daily basis right now, it's managing it's a we got a big balance of things yeah. right now. You you run a big operation. Like the, the you That's, I think you need to give yourself more credit. Like some people they'll click on your channel and they'll see like, oh, you know, he gives fun dating and yeah. life tips. You're running a big operation. Like you're actually a savage in the entrepreneur world. Yeah, so I think that you're underrated. Said, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'd rather be underrated than yeah, overrated. That's true, so yeah. uh yeah, for me it's the it's the daily management and prioritization. It takes a, a, a constant amount of I think discipline in terms of like because Edge, for example, well it's a prototype shirt. I, know you I like it. think it's one of my favorites, by yeah, the way. Yeah, feel the material. Yeah. It's really nice. But it we're up one hundred percent year over year. And every year we've incrementally improved and this year we just fucking doubled up until this point. And that's that's a lot of like inventory management, analytics, marketing and things. The YouTube channel, the last three months is up maybe 500 percent a thousand percent in it's views these shorts bro <laughs> no the shorts are killing it. i'm doing yeah. like the studio videos now they're yeah. killing it so that's i'm approaching that with a lot more i've always loved and 
killed myself to make the like the highest production quality videos and give the best advice but like i'm being a lot more strategic and tactical with that the shorts is something new we've taken on the podcast is something new uh gains club the supplement brand that's something that we're like because we had a good launch but it wasn't scaling great outside of our audience we've like mm. we're kind of reworking that behind the scenes yeah we have the, the dating coaching program the fitness app you know but um yeah. yeah i don't know for me it's more i have to maintain on a weekly basis a strong balance inside of my mind or one of these things will be neglected and then i'll be and then it'll throw everything out of balance so yeah. it's maintaining this game of balance but I don't know if that's the exact type of hardship you're referring to. Oh, no, it is. you got a good-ass physique, too, on top of all that, you know? Well, I've actually I've actually recently reduced my workload in the gym. So I was going, like, six days a week for a while. And yeah. part of that, at least for me, was, like, in the Sugarland, there wasn't much else to do. Uh, in Texas, man, there wasn't man, too much else for me to uh, do. When we went yeah. to Sugarland for 10 days after Tulum, day, right? we, we needed it because, obviously, we'd just been traveling and, you know, fucking around Tulum yeah. for a month. But, so, but, yeah, that's all we did. We went yeah. to Heb. And you know, you know, our grocery. H-E-B. <laughs> you can't we, call it Heb, bro. All the Texans right now are like, oh, oh. They're like God, what does H-E-B stand for? <laughs> it took me 10 seconds to realize what you're talking about. Yeah, Heb. But that's the Europeans always do. They always mess they, it you up. Just, you just, no, no, Europeans always pronounce everything together. They, they yeah. forget the acronym. Like, even here, they won't say the NBA. The like, NBA. Yeah, yeah, it's too formal. <laughs> H-E-B. But all we did was, like, we did groceries and, and Alphaland. Yeah. yeah that, that was it. We tried to, like, a day. we went to Joey's Uptown. That's a nice restaurant. Yeah, that was nice. But it was still just just kind of like it's like a carpet in a wall like it, it was just <laughs> no like, i mean you're in the you're, it was like you're in like a strip mall like it was just you're in like yeah a you're by, surrounded by a huge a concrete year, parking i was lot. like there's like a frozen yogurt stall across yeah, the road yeah. like compare that to like el Guido where you're like yeah. in like a mediterranean no, paradise you yeah know? yeah yeah but, but it, it was nice the food yeah. was 10 out of 10 yeah. but yeah but yeah when we came here i think i, I switched maybe six days a week to like four or five and then recently i'm back to more like every other day full body just because mm-hmm. partly because in marbella i don't need to prioritize the gym yeah because uh, there's a lot of other things that i can like i like going to play and paddle or yeah like going for just a so walk good for you, you yeah know? and there's like more interesting go for a hike go for a walk go to the beach take the dogs for a walk. i even tried golfing whatever it is and like i don't need fitness now i don't need to rely on it as like a mental health thing like mm-hmm. I, I did in the past and I still think full body every other day. I can still maintain and slowly build the physique. It's, it's still effective. You don't need to be in there every day. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah. I'm just lifting. The, the gym is still a priority and it always will be in my life. But it's a priority now without having to dedicate a ridiculous amount of time to it. Yeah, I, I'm going to reduce. So right now I'm training six days a week, literally just to keep me out of the kitchen. Yeah, no, uh, no, honestly, no. in your case, of course. It would yeah, be, yeah, just yeah, yeah. to keep me out of the kitchen and spread out my training more evenly yeah. so that I'm like, I can just do everything, my minutes of cardio per yeah. week and you know to space out my volume. But after this, I'm going to go back to four or five yeah. days per week, just do legs, push, pull, upper, lower. Yeah. And I remember actually like, there's been times even in Tulum when I was there for a month, when I was in, I went to like Mykonos for two weeks and the gym there isn't great. And yeah. I was just doing like pull-ups and push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, living the beach life yeah. for a while. It wasn't tracking macros, drinking like a protein shake a day. Yeah. And you maintain it so no, easily. No, and if anything, you know, the first week or two off is it probably, so well. it's probably a, positive thing the first week or two after that maybe not yeah. but uh i think also the more you evolve and the longer it was like when you first get that that gym addiction mm-hmm. it feel you'll find an excuse to go to the gym on the yeah. day off and, and 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 people i know a lot of people relate with that i think the, the longer you're in this game and we're both in your 10 plus years yeah you i still enjoy the gym i still love a good pump i love a good workout i love the the feeling i love the mental health aspect but if it's a day where i got a lot of things going on now and i'm like <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I won't go to the gym today, and it won't eat away at me. It'll actually be like a little bit freeing now. It's like yeah. my my physique's not gonna deteriorate because I went four days this week instead of five. Right? I can prioritize some other things when needed. Yeah, Joe and I miss, right? When you're a youngster yeah. and you go buy like some mad creatine supplement in, in the supplement <laughs> store that you pay $60 for and you're so excited. Yeah, yeah. And you go and you're like, you download like Ronnie Coleman's latest chest. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, this is it. This is the day I make some games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss that. It's like, yeah. it feels like Christmas. No, when the gym's new, there's nothing. They try different. Pre- I remember the first time I had pre workout, man. Yeah. I was, oh, I, I worked out at home. It was uh, No Explode or No Explode. And I think it's back when I it had still that. had like the 1 3 dimethylene or whatever in it. Yeah. And I took it and I was doing at home work, P90X. Like these, you know, you find, you That's follow like ridiculous. the thing. But my friend at college was like, oh, I can't take it home with me, so just you take it back with you. And I took it back, and it was like maybe a sophomore year or summer. I took it. First of all, I took the biggest shit of my life. Yeah, afterwards. nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my body hadn't Standard. acclimated to that. Yeah, your body's stimulus. like, this is a laxative. <laughs> I did a full hour workout, and then I was going to meet up with some friends later. And they're like, oh, let's meet up an hour later. I just put in the next like fucking DVD and just did a whole nother workout. And I was like, bro, the pre-workout at first is. Oh man, intense. it hits different. So yeah. I took the Jack 3D. And that's the, that's the, the, the Jack 3D is the, the OG yeah. 1.3. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what? I'm going to, going to say a secret on, on this podcast. I've got right now down the road. I've got some one tree DMA. Is it Jack 3D? No, I've just got the pure ingredient. It's dangerous. Bro. Yeah. It's dangerous. I, but you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't hit the same. It doesn't, it doesn't hit the same as the original Jack. Uh, it's just there's nothing like that yeah. that first time. Yeah. yeah, I take it, and it's obviously super strong <laughs> stimulant, but I'm like, it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah. And I, oh, and one thing as well that I need to do after this prep, need to do a caffeine stimulant detox when you're on. Julie just did one. I need to do one. Yeah, how long did you do it for? She did like two weeks. Two weeks? No, she's still doing it. Three weeks. Wow. Now she's now she's, now she's she's all good. She doesn't even need it now. What? Well, yeah. yeah, you know you know what actually yeah. helps massively. Yeah. I actually did it this morning. I heard like Andrew Huberman or some dude like that say it. Some, some, some smart some dude, smart guy, not me. <laughs> anyways, so you have in the morning when you're lacking energy, and it's so true. Yeah. You don't need a scientist to tell you this. Yeah. You're just dehydrated. Like, yeah. so I drink ice cold water this morning and electrolytes and a cold shower and, and a cold shower, and I'm like. I don't, I don't need ca- fine. Yeah, I don't need caffeine. Yeah, so I'm going to do yeah. a severe reduction after Sunday. Obviously, I'm on stupidly low calories. Yeah. This week, I'm on below 2,000 calories, so training six days a week, so yeah. I, I need it. Yeah. But after this, I'm, I'm cutting the caffeine back severely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. I get to end this up. I got five words for you, oh, and God. I just want you to give me the first word that comes to mind when I say it. Okay. So it's one word. Oh, the pecs are gone now. Yeah. All right, there's yeah. one, one word when I say it. It's like a little word association. Okay. All right. Sugarland, athlete, <laughs> fair. Mercadona, ham. <laughs> <laughs> that's the gross. That's the grocery store in Spain. Yeah, the Spanish heb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whiskey sour, fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Max tuning, deadlifts. <laughs> <laughs> the deadlift bra, and finally, Marbella. Good times. Good times. Well, Rob, I appreciate you coming on. Any, uh, obviously, link your, your YouTube, IG, anything else you want of yours you want to plug? All good, bro. Just, I, I want to say thank you so much for having me on. I'm delighted to uh, see the podcast doing so well. And I'm really, really excited for the next couple of months with the gang. Let's end it with a good handshake. Yeah, let's do this, man.
Oh, that, that was the that's one. That's it. We redeemed ourselves. <laughs> oh my god, the relief. The relief. Oh, I was nervous there, guys. I was nervous. I was nervous.